It's coming up on another great weekend. What do you think? Yes. But the weekend can't officially start until we ask the preacher. Ask the preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church, located in North Lakeland. Ask the Preacher with John Freed. John's out this afternoon, but sitting in is Jarius. Hello, everyone. So good to be with you again. Uh, tonight, I have a specialty for you. I am with my wife, Elise. She's been on the radio, I think, a couple of times. How many yeah. times have you? This is your third time or your Maybe second once time? once or twice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so uh, we're with you guys tonight, filling in for uh, for Pastor John and, and um, uh, George. So it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to to be with you tonight. I uh, was asking my wife, I was like, what do you think we should talk about? She was like, I really don't know. And so I decided to come up with something, and she said, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on our way here. Uh, she started talking about uh, a particular verse, and then I just felt it like, oh, man, that is, that is it. So uh, why don't you introduce that uh, to us, Elise? Definitely. Um, I think something that you and I have discussed over the last couple of days as well is John chapter 15. Mm -hmm. So we'll just start with that. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes mm -hmm. so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Hallelujah. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And we, of course, could go on. But I think the highlight of this um, and kind of the theme that I've been hearing from the Lord is remaining in Christ, mm -hmm. staying connected to Jesus, staying connected and, you know, spending time abiding in him. And I think, you know, oftentimes, sometimes without knowing it, we slip into this um, doing it ourselves and mm -hmm. Um, you know, the decisions that we have in life to make, you know, we we take the burden on and, and we don't go to the Lord or um, just different situations going on in our lives or, you know, whatever it might be, even living for Christ. Right. Right. That power and that strength that we need to live for Christ that comes only through the Holy Spirit. You know, we try to live for Christ on our own and right. we get, you know, over into works if we're not careful. And I think just it's so important for us to remember to stay connected mm -hmm. to God, to remain in him, to abide and to continually stay in his presence, because that's where we get our strength. That's where we get our peace, you know, and we're, we're building in 
that relationship with him, which right. is the most re- important relationship we'll ever have, mm-hmm. is our relationship with God. Yeah, one of the things that stood out to me, and it's in the very beginning when Jesus said, I am the true vine. So right there, when he says, I am the true vine, there is an implication that there are other false vines. Right. Other places that you can draw certain things from. Yeah. And what tends to happen is Christians, and even just any anybody, they tend to get their strength from um, different things. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is saying, remain in me, draw your strength from me, draw your nutrients from me, and if you remain in me, then you will produce fruit. Uh, we had a guest speaker at Believers um, uh, several weeks ago. His name was John Collier. Uh, he was from London, and something that he said was very powerful. He said, fruit is excess life. Mm. And so the fruit that comes on a tree, the, the the vine is so full of life, it produces this fruit outside of itself. Right. It's It's pushing life out. It's so filled with life that the fruit is an overflow of the life that's coming from the vine. Yeah. And Jesus said, if you remain in me, you will produce much fruit. fruit. Right. And he said, this brings glory to my father. Right. Then he said, apart from me, you can't do nothing. At least you said something that we can't even live for God apart from Jesus Christ. Yeah. If we're not drawing on his strength, you think Jesus Christ has already done everything he he died on the cross for our sins he was beaten and bruised for our our sicknesses and uh he became poor so that we could be rich yeah so in every way jesus has handled every facet of life that we that we need to live and if we abide and draw him we can draw our emotional strength from him we can draw our physical strength as we abide and remain in the vine we can draw um our financial provision from him yeah. and not look to these other sources as our to, to draw from. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Yeah. And sometimes a, a person, a man or a woman, they will draw strength from the comfort of a, of a woman. A man will draw strength from the comfort of a woman. She yeah. makes him feel strong. She makes him feel however she makes him feel. And he, he draws his, whatever he needs, that void, that, is meant for God, he draws it from this place. Right. But drawing from that place, it will always fall short. Well, you'll always need more. Yeah, you'll always need more. You'll always run out. And then, you know, what if your spouse is, you know, running on empty that day and they can't provide that to you? Then you're just empty. Right. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. So maybe you might you might be out there. You might be drawing strength from even in a husband and a wife. Right. You know, a, a husband draws strength from his wife, and a wife draws strength from her husband. But that has to be a secondary. Right. I have to primarily draw my strength in every way, my emotional strength, everything from God, because, like you said, one day my wife is. It's irritated that day or, or or whatever. And so now she needs to draw from me. So now you have two people that need to draw from each other, but both of them are empty. Right. 
But God never runs dry. Right. And he, he is his vine is always producing life. And if I am if I remain in him constantly. You're never empty. I will I will never be empty. If I keep myself connected to him, his life that is always flowing will always flow in and through and into me. And when I think about that word connection, you think about like a Wi-Fi connection, how we could be anywhere. And if it has Wi-Fi, I can go on there and I can connect my phone to that to that Wi-Fi. Right. And we as Christians should only be connected to the spirit of God. Yeah. We can go anywhere. We can be anywhere in the world and we can be connected with the spirit of God. We can we can link up with his spirit. We can draw from his spirit. We can draw from his power. We can draw from his word. We can draw from his kindness. We can draw from his love. But the main thing here is Jesus said in the beginning that you must remain in me. I like what it says in Amplified. It says dwell. That word means live. You must live. Stay there. Stay there habitually. Don't leave. Yes. Let it become your dwelling place. The place you, 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 you're not visiting there, but you're coming to stay there. Uh, and so we're talking about abiding in the vine. That you can't do anything apart from Jesus Christ. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue. Yeah, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher for this Friday afternoon, brought to you by Believers Fellowship. John Freed's not in today, but sitting in is Jarius and Elise. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Again, said this is Ask the Preacher, uh, hosted by Believers Fellowship. We have services on Sunday at 10 a.m. I will tell you, we've been having some powerful moves of God. So if you're in the Lakeland area and you want to get a miracle, come on down to Believers Fellowship, 10 a.m. You'll, you'll walk in one way and you'll leave another way. So we've been talking about abiding in the vine before we uh, went to break. And I just want to uh, go to John chapter 15, verse 6. In the Amplified, it says, If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken-off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. If a person does not dwell in me, and I was thinking about this. uh, We were working up at the church, and uh, there was a tree branch that had gotten broken. Now, when that tree branch first got broken off of the main tree, it did not wither away immediately. Right. The leaves on it were still green. You know, the bark still looked good, but it was disconnected from the vine. But the longer it goes disconnected, because it's no longer drawing the strength from the vine. It's on its own. It's now disconnected. And I like what it says in Amplified. It says it's cut off from vital union. Yeah. That branch's connection to the main life. vine is vital because of life. Right. That branch in its own has no life. The branch in its own self does not produce life. It's the vine that produces the life. The branch is the receiver of the life. Yeah. And so if we, as children of God, are not connected to Christ, we don't produce life. So then we're on our own, and eventually we wither, and things begin to to go down in our life because we're no longer attached to the fine. In verse 7, Jesus says, If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and you continue 
and it continues to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Yeah. A person who dwells in Jesus has the ability, has the power to ask whatever they will. Why? Because they're constantly in fellowship with God. They're not going to ask for anything outside of the will of God. A person who is constantly abiding in God knows his heart, knows his mind, and so can ask whatever he desires, and it's going to be according to what God's will is for for whatever they're asking. Yeah, definitely. Your tree branch story reminded me... um, I love fresh flowers. <laughs> yes. So oftentimes I'll go to the store, you know, when I'm grocery shopping and I'll, you know, grab a few bouquets. Publix usually has. There's like a flower in the kitchen. There's a flower <laughs> in the dining room. There's a flower in our bedroom. There's. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those flowers are beautiful. Right. You know, I take them home. I take them out of the wrapping. I, you know, cut the stems and I put them in a vase full of water. Mm-hmm. And they are so beautiful. But after a while, they die. Right. After right. a while, they begin to kind of wilt and they lose their color. They they lose their luster and they lose that, you know, sweet smell. Mm. And they begin to die. And it's because they're not planted. Right. right. They're not right. they're not connected like you were talking about to the vine. They're not connected to a life source. So I think when we become disconnected from God. We might look good right. for a while. We right. might still be able to kind of talk the talk, right? Yeah, that's right. And walk the walk, and no one would ever know. Um, And we may not even begin to notice, but mm-hmm. little by little, the effects of being disconnected from God start to show. We feel the deficit. Other people mm. can feel the deficit. Um, And we begin to experience, you know— some form right. of death right. in our right. lives and our, and and we're not walking in, you know, that freedom that we once were, we're not walking in that joy that mm. we once had. We're not walking in that peace that we once had. But I think just, you know, how sometimes we can get distracted, lose our focus and begin to, you know, disconnect ourselves from God, how easy it is to get right mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. with him, to, to connect right back with him without almost missing a beat you know, you just get back on where you right. left off. You right. just pursue, per, pursue right. right now in your in your car, wherever yep. you are listening right now. You can connect to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you get grafted back in. So when you were saying about the flowers, it ma- it made me think of uh, people who come to church. They yeah. dr- they get dressed up, they smell good, they brush their teeth. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and they they want to look their best. Right. Because some people are really disconnected, but they want you to think that they are connected. Yeah. And so they come to church, they look good, they smell good, they shout amen, they say all the right things, and so they appear to be connected. Yeah. But eventually, uh, that appearance, just like those flowers, like when you buy those flowers, they smell good, they look beautiful, they're vibrant. You know, they bring life to a room. Right. And then, but eventually, the longer it goes on, they're disconnected from the vine, even when they're put in water. Yes. Even when they're put in water. Water alone doesn't help those flowers stay alive. Right. Because they've been cut off from the life source. And so you have people who will come to the church and they receive the water of the word. Yes. 
But if they're disconnected from God, yeah. even the water of the word, really, it won't help them. The word comes from God. You have to be connected to God to receive his life. Right. Absolutely. It reminds me of Matthew 6, verse 33, which says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm. Seeking Jesus first, making him our first priority, staying connected with him and all that he stands for. And everything else that we need is just a byproduct, right? It just happens. We don't have to go seeking for joy. We don't have to go seeking for peace. Right. We don't have to try to make ourselves look, you know, extra what, you know, right, right. We're, we're focused on our spiritual condition mm-hmm. and our relationship with God. And he just perfects everything else in our lives. Yeah, like you said, we don't have to go seeking for joy. We don't have to go seeking for peace. God is the source of all those things. Right. So if I'm doing like what Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, uh, where he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. The first means number one priority. Make God your number one priority and everything else you need. Now, particularly in this verse, Jesus is talking about the daily necessities of life, what you need to eat, what you need to drink, the clothes you need to wear. Now, if God will take care of your daily necessities, if you put him first, God will take care of your emotional necessities. God yes. will take care of your mental necessities. Uh, if you seek him first, everything you need that is vital for a human being to live. It's yours. It's it's yours. As, but the key is abiding in the vine. Jesus talks about, and we're going to go to break. Jesus talks about, and uh, or no, I'm sorry, not Jesus. Paul talks about being in uh, unbroken fellowship with yes. God in Romans. Like we have to remain in unbroken fellowship if we're going to be an overcomer in any area of our life. We must remain in unbroken fellowship, being vitally united to the vine of Jesus Christ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Now, let's get back to the second half of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Your host, sitting in for John, is Jarius. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. If you're just tuning in, we have been talking about abiding in Christ. And I am Elise, Jarius's wife, and we're just hanging out with you this Friday. Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining us. So uh, before we uh, took a break, we were talking about how, you know, Elise would likes flowers and she buys flowers and these flowers are beautiful. And, uh, you know, even though she puts them in water and puts plant food in there, that eventually these flowers begin to wither and die because they are disconnected from the life source. And if we're disconnected from our life source, we can come to church and we can sit in a pew or you can sit in a chair, you can listen to worship music, you can listen to sermons, but if you are disconnected from God, you are receiving no life. Yeah. And you will the things that you hear, they might they might give you a boost, but it's it won't sustain you if you're disconnected from God. Right. And for us to draw our life from God, number one, we must be connected with him. And when I think about someone drawing from the life of God, I think about the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. The woman with the issue of blood. You know, we read in Mark chapter 5 that Jesus, we'll start at uh, verse 2. 
When he was come out of the, sh- the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. I'm actually in the wrong spot. Let's go down a little bit. I think it's verse 25. Yes. It said, there was a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians and had spent all she had and was no better, but instead grew worse. Verse 27, she had heard the reports concerning Jesus. She came up behind him in the throng and touched his garment. Verse 28, for she kept saying, if I only touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. And immediately her flow of blood was dried up at the source. And suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing ailment. Verse 60, or I'm sorry, verse 30. And Jesus, recognizing in himself that power proceeding from him had gone forth. See, right here, Jesus felt someone putting a draw on the life that was emanating on the inside of him. He could feel it. He turned around immediately in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? So Jesus, with this life, the life was flowing through him constantly. Right. And this woman needed that life to flow into her. Mm -hmm. And so she purposed in her heart when she heard that Jesus was coming to her town. He's like, if all I have to do is touch him. See, right there, there, that's a connection. Mm-hmm. For her to touch him, that means connection. I Once I connect with him, what's in him is going to well, help to me. me. Yeah. And, and so you can take that in the sense of when she touched Jesus, she began to abide with him. Mm. Her connection with Jesus, what was the life that was flowing in him began to flow into her. And immediately, the Bible says, it doesn't say she went home and she felt better. It says immediately. She felt in her body, and I think about that, that she felt in her body. I, I think at that moment, she was dealing with, she was bleeding at that moment. Yes. While she was, while she was crawling up to him, she was, she was bleeding. Right. Even in fear, because at that time, if you had a, some, an ailment like that, you were supposed to be stoned. You know, you, you had to live outside of the village. Right. In your own colony, basically. You were considered unclean. Yes, unclean. And so for her to even reach out and touch Jesus was like, whoa, you know? Right, right. The faith and pushing through that. So when she when she touched Jesus, she began to abide with, right. with Jesus. And Jesus said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Yes. Your faith, your confident trust in me and in my power has made you whole. And from that day forward, I guarantee you, this woman became a follower of Jesus Christ. Right. Her life was forever changed, yeah. just in one moment. I can imagine in today's time, she would she tried to find out his itinerary. Where are you going to be next? <laughs> Following him Cause from I want, city yeah, to city. Because I want, I want to go. I want to be there. I'm healed. Yeah. I want to hear him speak. Right. I just want to be around, around him. See, that's a that's a that abiding that yeah. that, that remaining. In Jesus Christ. Like, I know this man has power because I struggled for 12 years. I was I was dealing with this element for 12 years, and instantly I was made whole. I, I need to see mm-hmm. who this person is. I need to know him, you know? Right, and, that, and you may have something that you've been struggling with for 12 years. It may be a sickness. It may be a, a, a sin yeah. that you felt like 
you've been struggling with and you just can't get over it and you've tried everything. Right. You've, you've tried everything. You've, you've Googled it and you've done everything that Google has told you to do, but nothing's changed. Your sickness has either gotten worse or you've gone deeper into the addiction or the sin that you're struggling with. Right. But I will tell you, just like this woman, the moment she began to abide in Christ, when she grabbed him and the connection with him, whatever was ailing her was instantly removed. Yes. And whatever you are going through, whatever you're dealing with, whether it's sickness or a sin, when you connect yourself with Jesus Christ and you make that connection with him, whatever is not right will be made right. Right. There is a transformation that comes from being connected to God. If you think about the fruit that is produced off of, say, like an apple tree, for example. Right. right. It doesn't just start out that way, right? The tree is really little and then it grows and then there's a sprout. And eventually this beautiful, delicious fruit grows, right? It's a transformation that takes place from an apple tree seed to Mm. a baby tree Mm. to a full grown tree that has, you know, tons of apples on it. There's a transformation that takes place there. And there's a transformation that takes place in our life that can take place Mm -hmm. in our lives when we're connected to God, but whatever that might look like, maybe you're ready for change, right? It's a knowing I need change in my life in this area. This woman with the issue of blood was ready for change. Right. She was, she was like, this is it. I've got, this is my, I, I need something different. Right. It was a health issue. You know, and maybe for you, Jarius, like you said, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe you're ready for change. Maybe you're maybe it's a lifestyle. You know, you shouldn't be living. Maybe you're ready for change. Allow Jesus, the transformer, Mm -hmm. to transform your life. That will only come from abiding in him. Right. From knowing him, Mm -hmm. from receiving who he is, making him Lord of your life transformation comes it just does it's a the longer you abide in christ i mean transformation is almost a byproduct yes i think about uh whenever jesus first came to his disciples they were fishermen they were uh tax collectors they they had none of them were preachers Mm -hmm. (laughs) none of them were evangelists at the time he he came with them And so he said, whenever he said, cast your net on the other side, they caught all these big fish. Oh, I mean, all this whole boat of fish, the boat began to sink. And uh, Jesus used this time to teach them. He's like, now, just like this, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you. Yeah. So the key right there is follow me. Yeah. They needed to be with Jesus they were with him for three years for his earthly ministry. Right. They they abided with Jesus. They dwelt with Jesus for three years. And just in that small amount of time, you will see in the Bible it says, these men have turned the world upside, upside down. down. Right. And another scripture verse, it says, they can tell that they had been with Jesus. Yes. People could see that they had been abiding with Jesus Christ. Right. By the way they spoke, by the by the things that they were doing, it was evident that these men didn't just visit Jesus, they abided with Jesus for 3 years straight. 
They knew him. They knew him. It was uh, sometimes they got on Jesus' nerves. You know, he had to. He's like, "How long must I suffer you?" Because it just seemed like they weren't they weren't getting it. But even with that, even with the hardship of them seeming like they didn't get it, they still stuck. They still yes. abided. Even when Jesus said things they didn't understand. See, yeah. sometimes people are so quick to get offended. I'm never going back to that church or da 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 da. da or right. I tried that God thing and he he let me down. And so they disconnect themselves yes. from it because now they're they're offended. They think God has done them wrong, which is a deception. God's really actually done you very right, and the devil has deceived you into removing yourself from the vine. But when we when we are connected with Jesus Christ, we begin to look like him. Right. We begin to exude the life that he he exudes. It's not a visitation, it's a holy dwelling with Jesus Christ. When you talk about Jesus inviting them, follow me and I will make you. Mm-hmm. You think from that point on until after Jesus's death, burial and resurrection, the difference oh, between yeah. the difference. disciples. Yeah. The Peter before Jesus died was totally different yeah. than the Jesus <laughs> yeah. after he died and yeah. rose again. Right, right. The change and again, the transformation, the transformation right. that takes place. Follow me and I will make you. Mm-hmm. This is who you are now, but if you follow me, you're going to be molded into right. who I've intended you to be right. from the very right. beginning. I see it like soaking in a bathtub. You know, the longer you soak in that bathtub, you get wrinkly. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Ask the Preacher. It's the fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's Elise and Jarius. Well, good evening. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. Or Friday. <laughs> Friday. Heading into the weekend, man. Um, I want to just make a quick plug. If you guys um, are looking for things to do with your kids, July 17th through the 21st, we'll be having VBS at our church, Believers Fellowship in North Lakeland. I want to invite you. Come out. Bring your kids. Bring your kids' friends. It's going to be a blast. It's always awesome. VBS is? Yeah, it's great. It's a great time always. So um, bring your kids. It's from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, July 17th through the 21st. Yeah, awesome. So before the break, I said you should take a bath and soak. Uh, Elise was like, that was a interesting way to end that segment. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> My point is saying that is you must soak in the presence of God. You, it's it, it has to be a... It's not a quick thing. It's not a, I'm going to sit down and do this for five minutes. Although there are times where you can do that. It's a, it's a, a, a soaking. And the, the purpose of me abiding and remaining in the vine is because I am the excess life of God. Yeah. That he wants my life to bear his fruit. And I think about, the one with the issue of blood, in the Passion Translation, it says Jesus felt the power that always surged around him. Mm-hmm. He felt someone put a draw on that. The power that always surged around him. I think, how was Jesus always full of life and full of power? Yeah. It's because he was always abiding with his Father. Mm-hmm. I went through the Bible one time just to see how many scriptures talked about 
Jesus went away to pray, and it was constantly. Jesus was constantly pulling away to pray. Yes. He was constantly pulling away to spend time with his father, father because he realized how vital it was. People were drawing life from him, mm-hmm. so he had to draw life from the Father. And because people were constantly drawing life from him, he had to constantly abide, remain, and continue with the Father. Yeah. And we have people who God is going to use to draw life from us. Yes. And I must be, I must abide, remain, and continue right. in the vine if I'm going to be a constant life giver, if God's life is going to constantly flow from me, where a person, if they were to grab me, they would feel the same power that went from Jesus. This person would feel it. Yeah. The only way to access that power is through abiding, remaining, and continuing in the vine. We have these, um, our microphones, they use um, rechargeable batteries. Hmm. So we put these batteries in the microphone and they're good. But that microphone is putting a draw on those batteries. Right. And the longer, let's just say we kept them in there until next week, there's going to be no charge in the batteries at all because they never got reconnected to the charging source. And then the microphones are useless. And then the microphones (laughs) are useless. So I can put the batteries in the microphone and it may blink, but nothing's going to happen because now these batteries that at at one point were producing life for this thing to work, they didn't get recharged. They didn't abide and remain and continue where they could get recharged so they can be used again. And if we want to be instruments of God's power, we want to be instruments, we want to be God's voice, we want to be God's hands, we want to be God's feet, we must remain connected to him. So anyone that puts a draw, anyone that God places us before, they're putting a draw on the power, and I'm fully charged up. Yeah. I'm fully charged up. And whenever that person, you know, pulls pulls from me, I go back and I spend time with God, and I get fully charged up. And yes. even sometimes— I, th- I think about this, about uh, abiding, remaining, and continuing. A battery in your car. Mm. Everything works. That battery provides power to the car. Right. You see, that battery, the car is putting a draw on the battery. Very rarely do you need to take your battery out of your car. Yeah. Unless it's losing its charge. Mm-hmm. If your battery in your car is losing its charge, what do you do? You take it out and you either recharge it or, or you get a get new a one. New one. <laughs> <laughs> and so your your walk with God, you may have you may have stepped back a little bit just because of life has happened to you. You know, something happened that was out of your control and you just it just kind of sideswiped you. It just kind of knocked you down and you just haven't been able to to get back up from it again. But I'm just saying it's as simple as saying, "Lord, I need your help. Mm. It's just—it's so simple. It's not complicated. Just saying, Lord, I want to. I just want to renew my relationship with you. I just want to get reconnected. I feel like I've been disconnected, yeah. but I want to be reconnected with you. I want to get reconnected to the vine. He's right there. Yes, he's with you, and he's just waiting, waiting for you to reach out and connect with him. Yeah. So we just want to say, Lord, I just thank you so much. For every single person that's listening, I pray that if anyone's disconnected, that tonight they would reconnect and your life would flow into them again. In Jesus' name. We love you guys so much. 
And we will see you again on Ask the Preacher.